are Guys in Short Sports Los Angeles, bringing you everything you need to know in L.A. sports. Be sure you're following us on Twitter at Guys in Shorts LA or on your social media platform of choice. I'll warn you ahead of time as we record, we have the Kings Knights game and the Angels Red Sox game going on, on yeah. two TVs here. So hopefully we'll be able to pay attention, well, guys. Neither of which are going well. Attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, neither of which. In theory, this was a really good idea, but uh, not not so much. On the show this week, we'll give you updates on the Dodgers, Angels, Kings, Lakers, and the Zlatans. Spoiler alert. Oh, I mean, the Galaxy. No, no, you said it right. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Hammers on the upswing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to help us focus and stay on point, we also have an interview with Dodgers and Lakers writer for the Rebel Media Group, Chris Camello. He's going to be joining us in a little bit. I read a few of Chris's articles, and he knows his stuff, so let's try not to embarrass ourselves. Okay, guys? That's what we try to do every week every when we time. interview with somebody. No, no Kardashian talk, okay, Ben? All right, I, I promise. <laughs> All right. He's crossing his fingers, though. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm Jeff Wilson, and that is Darren Besa. Angel fans, Shohei Otani is human. It's all right. Oh, he is human. Deal with it. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Ben Garcia. poop de hoo And Eric, the Portuguese hammer Vieira. Meatloaf. Ma. Meatloaf. <laughs> what does she do over what? there? I don't know what she's doing back there. And welcome back, Hammer. It's good to be back. Thank yeah. you, guys. It's always, always nice to hear what you guys are going to say while I was gone. But yeah. you, guys, you guys played nice last week. I so, appreciate it. Is there some sort of feud between you and Victor going on? Now he's gone and you're back. My my Are you lawyers guys on the every other week plan. My lawyers have asked me not to comment on this matter, <laughs> so I'll leave it at that. The Kings are uh, they're down a goal as in usual. Game four, playing for their playoff life. This is rough. If they have any kind of heart, they'll win tonight. Because and not if, get swept. Yeah, you. I mean, there's there's a certain level of pride that comes with not being swept. Yeah. At least, you know, putting your best foot forward and winning at least one game and giving yourself the opportunity to say that that whole let's win this one game at a time, and yeah. and and that's what they have to do tonight. And right now they're down one. They got to find a way to win it so that they can you, keep, take it to a game five. You know, all the Kings fans keep saying, oh, these games are so close. Yeah. They're all so close. But you know what? If they're all so close, Soccer you got to win close one too. of those, <laughs> right. right? Don't yeah. you have to win yeah. one? Yeah, and that's true. Have you guys been watching the games? Uh, oh, you guys are good. <laughs> you guys are good. <laughs> way to call us out. Yeah. But right I, now. I will say, playoff hockey is super exciting to watch. You know, I don't watch tons of, of baseball during the regular season, but the playoff baseball is super exciting. Same with hockey. Uh, I don't watch tons of hockey games during the regular season, but playoff hockey is a different animal, and the games have been really exciting to watch. The Kings just, they can't seem to get any of the breaks go their way, but to your point, um, you know, I've seen some Kings fans blame refs and blame suspensions, and there, there's a certain point where you, you can't blame it if you lose three games in a row or four games in a row. So at some point, those breaks are going to have to go. Otherwise, you just have to say that the other team was better. You can't say it's the refs. You can't say it's this conspiracy. The The, the Knights are good. And we, we predicted this a little bit, or I predicted a little bit. I'm going to pat myself on the back. Uh, the, the Kings were up and down, won a game, lost a game, won a game, lost a game. But in the playoffs, you were not going to have that luxury of playing a different team. You're going to play the best teams, and they were going to bring their A game. And that's what the Golden Knights are doing. But hopefully, they can come back yeah. and, and take it. We're talking like here. they already lost. All right. Well, can we yeah. say then that it's the Kings? <laughs> room's fault for losing tonight if they do because aren't they at the game waving their flags oh yeah yeah james yeah, and jordan, 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 jordan at the and, game yeah. well, and timoney's oh. running the show over there oh. are you careful what be careful what you say because hockey is a very superstitious game if they think they're the reason no no oh. they won't no. pass up no. flag. <laughs> not james we'll blame jordan because jordan's, jordan's the, the curse do the flagging <laughs> he'll be a scapegoat yeah uh well let's talk about the other screen that's going on here Angels, Otani had a rough start. He he pitched, what, two innings tonight? Pitched two innings, 66 pitches, gave up three runs, and they took him out supposedly for a little blister issue on his pitching hand. You, uh, which, uh, the you already to send him back down to AAA? Well, I'm not going to call it that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to call it like that so quickly, but uh, I guess we all know the solution for having blisters on fingers, right? Uh, you're gonna pee oh, on them. Oh, <laughs> Your wildest dreams come true. Oh my gosh! You just you just sit and wait for some sort of uh, pee on each other reference to present itself. And if any of you need it, I pee on any one of you. Oh, oh my gosh! Uh, thanks, but no thanks. Appreciate that. 
Angels, Red Sox. Um, I mean, that's the two hottest teams in baseball. Yeah, and you know, coming into this series, uh, the Angels were on a seven-game win streak, and this is supposed to be one of those games with, as you said, Boston being up there, uh, Angels being up there. It's going to be a good series. Unfortunately, just Shohei Otani. Maybe that Sunday from last Sunday, which it was uh, snowed out and we didn't, we never played. Maybe that caused a little bit of a dilemma with him. But uh, you know, hopefully he just recovers and continues. Uh, yeah. Next well, week. you could argue that this is kind of the first real competition we've seen. We we saw the Athletics what twice. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City, who is not playing like the Kansas City that they have been the last few seasons. Yeah, Rangers. And yeah. Uh, and now we're getting a hot team. This was kind of a test that we were hoping the Angels would come out and uh, and at least compete against. But at at the time of recording right now, it's 9-1. to one. Not is, so great. Is that competition? No. <laughs> <laughs> it sure looks like it. Not, not, not so good. I'll ask Our, Angel fans this question because I want to keep Angels talk going to oh, the spinoff. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Hammer. <laughs> Shohei Otani not having a, a great performance in the long run. Do you think this is good? That way, you know, you don't build him up. Like he's the, the second coming every game. You know, this kind of brings you back down to reality and keeps you realistic. Well, I would say yes. We knew it was going to happen eventually. You know, I'd hope later rather than sooner, <laughs> but you, you know, he was going to have some bad outings, you know, and he's going to go through slumps like every single player does. What I'm curious to see is how, he responds to the adversity. You know, you can't crown him the real deal. Not that they that we will, right, Ben? You anytime will. soon. You will. But <laughs> I probably will. But but I feel like that's one of the tests that you have to pass is facing some adversity, slumping, and then pulling yourself out of it. Let's see how he responds. And now teams have film on him. They have a little bit. Yeah. They get a little bit more of what he's about. So now it's, now we're going to get to see what he can really do. Let's get right to our guest and some Dodger Laker talk, shall we? Yes. Our guest on the show does something we only ever talk about doing. He actually writes articles, guys. Oh, wow. <laughs> Let's, we need to step up our game. We do. He covers the Dodgers, Lakers, and uh, I think just about every other L.A. sports for... Uh, for Rebel Media Group, he hosts his own podcast, Car Camelo's Corner, and he's a hell of a follow on Twitter, at Chris underscore Camelo. Let's welcome Chris Camelo! Chris. Yeah. yeah, Chris. That was a hell of an intro. Thanks, guys. Glad <laughs> to be on. Thanks for uh, reaching out to us. It, uh, it's been kind of a, a process finally getting this to work out, but uh, we appreciate you calling in. You know what? Yeah, some of that was my fault, as, as uh, obviously, because the last few weeks it's just been kind of kind of crazy for me and plus i just wanted to make sure i had enough content where i could uh you know make sure i could be a solid guest i mean you guys have had oh. matt money smith on there so i, I mean i just want to follow into some other great uh you oh, know yeah. broadcasters and reporters you guys have had on your podcast so definitely thank you so much for having me on and i too as well I'm glad that it worked out. So Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know why you're worried about content, because we never worry about it. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> so, so we're going to get into some uh, deep discussion about Dodgers, and, and we'll touch on Lakers, too. But uh, before mm -hmm. we get there, let, let's kind of talk about you. Did you Are you a, a Southern California native? Have you always been an L.A. sports fan? We talked to some of these sports guys, and, and they're just kind of – they fell into it because that's the beat they got given. Uh, what's your right. story? Well, uh, you guys are in Long Beach, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm right across the. I'm, I'm right across the Vincent Thomas from you guys. I'm in San Pedro. Oh, nice. So well, I am, get over here. We'll pour you some whiskey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? We'll plan a day when yeah. I could actually come down here. Unfortunately, I got a little bit tied up tonight with a few things. So that's why I was like, let me just call in. And yeah. Anyway, but yeah, no. Born and raised in San Pedro, California. Grew up a lifelong Lakers, Dodgers fan, and. You know, I always, I always idolize the great Hall of Fame legendary broadcasters that we've all been fortunate enough to watch and hear for for years. Vin Scully, Bob Miller, uh, Chick Hearn, you know, and and even now Marv Albert, Kevin Harlan, uh, a lot of these guys who are doing the national games. I'm I'm still a huge a huge fan of. So, yep. uh, yeah, this has been something I've been pursuing since probably when I started college, I mean, everyone asked me, would you want to be? And I'm like, I'm going to try to make it as a sports broadcaster, as a reporter. And, you know, I've always been a decent writer, so I've been using that as a means to an end. So I'm kind of hitting this from all different angles so I could eventually, 
make it as a uh, you know a huge you know success in in this in this town and in this business. That's like Sylvester Stallone writing Rocky so that he can have an acting role. You know? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, congrats to you. That's you're living the dream. Yeah, basically, that's what I'm trying to. It's been good. I, I'm also on another radio show right now on Blog Talk Radio called Camello and the Coach on the Drive at Five. Uh, five uh, it's on Thursday afternoons, five to six. So. I'm all over the place right now, guys. <laughs> nice. That's great. He gets around. Yeah, that's that's great. Now, I've I've looked on your Twitter page and there's there's a lot of interviews where you are you are talking to players and you're on the court at games. Like is is that you or is that somebody else sending you that footage? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so amateur uh, to ask, but <laughs> <laughs> that is me on the court getting the players warming up and and then the post game stuff getting interviews and, and getting some uh, audio from the players and coaches. That is all me doing it from my iPhone. Well, then, so as far as we're concerned, you've arrived. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we may have interviewed Matt Money-Smith, but we have yet to be on a court yeah, and ask a player that's questions. Right. That's right. Our goal is press passes to anything. We'd, we'd take the yeah, big three. Course. We'd take, uh, <laughs> no offense to the big three. <laughs> we'd love to have you on. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? The big three, I would love to cover that, actually. That actually looks yeah. like a lot of fun. Anything Ice yeah. Cube is involved in is a lot of fun. All right, so let's, let's get into some meat and potatoes here and talk some Dodgers. It has been a rocky start to the season, although the last... Three looks like you guys might have a three-game win yeah. streak. That helps when you play the Padres. Here. The Padres, yeah. yeah. Hey, but that's starting with Arizona, right? So, well, that's actually that leads right into my question. So, Chris, what is it with the Diamondbacks that makes them such a difficult matchup for the Lake or for the Lakers for the Dodgers? <laughs> you know, it's it's just one of those things where, and and I, you could say the same thing about the Giants too. The last few years, even though the Giants were like one of the worst teams in baseball last year, yes. every time the Dodgers faced them, especially earlier in the year. They gave them problems. And for the Diamondbacks, too, you know, they just have a loaded lineup. Obviously, the, the weather is really warm down there, so the ball jumps out of there. And a guy like Paul Goldschmidt, yeah. has, you know, puts up, you know, has a career, uh, you know, has put up astounding career numbers against the Dodgers. It's just one of those teams that just, you know, seems to light up when L.A. comes into town. And obviously, it's a divisional foe. Much like I'm sure the Cardinals light up when the Cubs are in town, or uh, you know the Red Sox light up when uh, you know when the Yankees are in town, or vice versa. It's just one of those divisional foes where it's like you use it as a benchmark. Like let's see how good we really are against one of the great teams in the league. And don't forget, the Dodgers have owned that division the last five years, five yeah. consecutive NLS championships. So I think for for Arizona, they're trying to show what they can do at the next level and show that hey. Dodgers, you know, let's not just pencil the Dodgers in as 2018 NOS champs. You know, we got a good team as well, and they do. And every year they've added another piece uh, to that young nucleus of theirs, and they, they continue to get better and better, and they're obviously very well managed as well. So it's weird. I, I mean, Arizona is just – they're just a tough out. I, I don't think I could put it any other way than that. Yeah, I mean, when you lose 15 straight regular season games before winning the last one, I mean, it's – yeah, you just don't hear about those kind of streaks in Major League Baseball, and I, I, it's it's been tough to watch, specifically the Arizona Diamondback and Dodger series over the last two years because they've owned us. Yeah, and I think you make a great point with uh, the Diamondbacks getting getting up for those games because I think that right now mm -hmm. the Dodgers look at them as the little brother because they've owned the division. So when the the Dodgers don't perceive the Diamondbacks like the Diamondbacks perceive the Dodgers. So I think there's a sure. little bit of, of a mentality game there, too. Uh, the Dodgers not taking the Diamondbacks as seriously as uh, when the Diamondbacks get up because these are the, you know, coming off a of World Series, let's 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 beat up on these guys to show them who we are. So that's a great point. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, I mean, the Diamondbacks have just got a loaded – I mean, they really – even though they lost J.D. Martinez, they're, they're still going to be a tough out this year. David Peralta has gotten out to a nice start this year. Chris Owings hit that three-run home run off of Kenley Jansen in that 15-inning marathon game that lasted, you know, 10 hours or something like that uh, two weeks ago. I remember that. And, you know, Zach Ranke, even though he's not the same guy as he was with, with, the, uh, with the Dodgers as he is in Arizona, he's still a guy that could give, you know, strike out 11 guys on any given night. Uh, uh, Robbie Ray has, has established himself as, as an elite uh, starter in this league. They got a solid bullpen. Uh, they got a lot of depth. They, and they have a lot of just good hitters across the board. I mean, you saw what Daniel Descalso did. I mean, he, he has owned the Dodgers this year. I mean, I even said if the Dodgers never saw Daniel Descalso again this year, 
uh, that would be too soon. So they're, they, they're just they're well managed. They got it. They got they they cleared up their front office. They brought in a new manager. They got a good fan base. They obviously have a star in Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, they're just a well run team, and and they're going to be a tough out for for years to come. I think. So to change the the subject a little bit, um, too much Diamondbacks talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Me so, getting, getting back to the Dodgers, what can you attribute the Dodgers' struggles at the beginning of this year? I, personally, I I think some of this rests on Dave Roberts, but I was just curious to see what you think. Oh boy, you know I, it's funny. I put this out on Twitter, and I even said like when the Dodgers got their asses handed to them in Oakland, and then again against the Diamondbacks, I said I am waiting for the hashtag fire doc, uh, <laughs> you know, for, for, for those tweets to start coming in. Uh, why have the Dodgers started slow? Well, it could be a combination of different things. One is maybe there's a little bit of a hangover from going to the world series yeah. last year and playing seven grueling games coming off of a 104 win team. And yeah, it didn't end in a world series championship, but it certainly ended, uh, you know, on a, not on a positive note, but, this was the most successful season they had had in 30 years. Remember, they right. had not been to a World Series since the last time they won the World Series, which in was back in 1988. Yeah, exactly. So I think there's a little bit of that hangover. And you know, I had um, I had a one of the Dodger beat writers on a podcast, and he pointed something out. When the Dodgers have played well, everything clicks all at the same time. They're hitting well. Their starting pitching is great. Their bullpen is great. The guys coming off the, off the bench are contributing. One through nine, everybody is playing well. When they have struggled, everybody seems to be struggling. The starting pitching, you know, can't go past four or five innings. Uh, the, the bullpen is getting shelled. The offense can't hit. And you've kind of seen that through these first two weeks where it's been a, a different problem every game, whether it be the pitching, yeah. whether it be the slow offense, whether it be questionable moves from Dave Roberts. And nothing has seemed to really work. So, and also consider this: the Dodgers have never been a fast-starting team. They've always kind of molded yep. it in in April, yep. kind of came alive in May a little bit, and then kind of go from there. And then the summer months is when they really hit their stride. So, I'm not going to hit the panic button. But you're right; it, it was frustrating to see them uh, lose, you know, nine of their first 15 games or whatever it is uh, through these first two weeks. But like I said. It's very early. We're only in the middle of, of April, so give it some time. But I think it's been a different problem each game, so you can't really put your finger on one particular thing. So it, it looked like uh, Justin Turner, you know, with his injury, he, he's it looks like he's getting close to being ready to rehab. It said he was still too sore to rehab. Um, given the slow yeah. start, how important is Justin Turner to this team? Oh, Justin Turner is the heart and soul of that team. I mean, this is a guy who – was a fringe utility guy. Uh, he signed a non-guaranteed contract That's back in 2014. Yeah, from and the all he's done, all he, and his role was being one of the best pinch hitters in the game. All he's done since then is establish himself as one of the great third basemen in the game. Not only a guy who could hit and hit for average and could post MVP caliber numbers, but he's also a vacuum over there at third base. He's got great range, a good arm. And he's just one of those great leaders in in the uh, in the Dodger clubhouse, a guy that uh, everyone takes their cues from. So yeah, of course they're missing him because that's a 300 hitter, that's 25 home runs, and that's 90 to 100 runs batted in, uh, missing from your lineup. So now the pitching could key in on Cody Bellinger. They yes. could key in on Corey Seager. They could key in on Chris Taylor because now the 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 lineup is not as deep as where Justin Turner is in there. And now, you know, you, you can't really pitch around anybody. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure they're missing. Obviously, they're missing the production, but I think they're missing his leadership and his fun-loving personality and, and that vibe of everything's going to be okay, guys. Just give it some time. So, you know, there's – I mean, Turner's – I mean, come on. He's a Long Beach native. How could you not yeah. love him, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, and, and Logan has been struggling over there at third base, you know, before his injury. So, you know, it's yeah. – it's, and a deep third base is one of your most important positions defensively, like you had mentioned before, that Justin Turner, while he was there, anything that was hit in that direction, it was an automatic out. And now you hold your breath going, man, I hope he can make the play. Of course. That's tough. Yeah. Big shoes to fill. Chris, you wrote a, a great article at the start of the season about uh, Dodgers starting pitching. If you could update that article, what are, what are some thoughts you have now that we're uh, you know a month or so into the season? 
I think the article, when I wrote it compared to now, is completely ironic because the basis of my article uh, was basically who was going to step up behind uh, Clayton Kershaw and in front of Kenley Jansen. And those were two guys who have not come out and pitched well. Kenley Jansen, yep. uh, you know, lost uh, the, his second, his first appearance. He gave up a go-ahead home run to Joe Panic, yep. and then of course that you know he blew a three-run lead in the ninth inning against the uh, uh, against the Arizona Diamondbacks, and then Clayton Kershaw lost his first two starts as well, yep. despite you know pitching fairly well. So if I had to update the article, I would it would it would be about you know, why are Kershaw and Jansen struggling? And everybody else has been pretty solid. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Alex Wood had a couple of rough starts, uh, but today, but tonight he pitched really well in San Diego. Um, Kenley Jansen, even though he, he just gave up a home run right now, I just got an update, uh, has been pretty solid for the most part. You know, he's working on some things mechanically. Uh, but the, the middle relief for the Dodgers has been up and down, so that's still something you got to keep an eye on. Is someone going to step up? and be a legitimate bridge to Kenley Jansen uh, like they had last year with Brandon Morrow. So, uh, and also, too, how good can Rich Hill and Kenta Maeda be in that 3-4 spot? So uh, there, there's obviously some question marks surrounding the Dodger pitching staff, but the one thing that they have is the fact that um, you're not asking them to go six, seven, eight innings. You're asking them to give five good innings right. and then turn it over to the bullpen. So that's that's all you really want. And then Leif, let Dave Roberts do his magic. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you didn't see magic. Ben's face when he said that. He, he, he did not <laughs> he say that in a nice roll. way. <laughs> I, I think he overmanages, but that's just my opinion. So we, you were talking a little bit about Kershaw. Do you have a feeling whether the Dodgers are going to sign Kershaw at the end of the season to what I call a Kobe Bryant type of deal? Or do you think they're going to show restraint like they did with Zach Granke and you Darvish? It's a tough. It's a tough call because I think Kershaw may end up wanting uh, more like to be anywhere between two hundred and fifty and three hundred million dollars, and 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 it wow. becomes a big yeah exactly. It's going to be another record-setting contract like we've seen all these other pitchers sign: the Max Scherzers, the Zach Rankies, the Justin Verlanders, David Price, all these guys that have gotten these uh, monstrosity-type contracts. And what you're seeing, I mean. And I want to use this as an example. Look at all of these free agents that took so long to sign somewhere that were proven guys. J.D. Martinez yeah. was originally offered five years, $175 million, And he and his agent told him to hold out for more years and more money. He ended up signing five years, $110 million. He lost $65 million. Jake Arrieta turned down six years and $100 million from the Chicago Cubs. He ended up taking three for 75. Now, obviously, Clayton Kershaw is in another stratosphere. Despite his postseason struggles, this is still the best pitcher in the game. Wait, but isn't, wait, isn't, isn't the postseason what you pay him for, though? So that's, that's always been the argument that I have, is that when you have an ace, right. the expectation is that when you pitch him in game one, you're walking out with a win, and that when you need a starter to go eight strong to, you know, to be the bridge to Kenley Jansen, that's what you're paying for. And, and to me, with Kershaw, you're I not agree. getting it. I agree, but then again, if you lose Clayton Kershaw, who do you replace him with? That's that's got to be the, your, your your next big question. Is despite this guy being, and I'm not going to say Kershaw is a bad pitcher in October. Yeah. I'm going to say he's a 500 pitcher. He is average in 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 October. He's going to have one great start and then one questionable start or one poor start. You know what I mean? So that's that that's the issue. And he's hardly the only one who's who has struggled in October as an elite pitcher. So the question is, is if you move on from him, what is your backup plan? That, right. that is what you have to consider. What is your backup plan if you do not give him the contract that is fair for both sides, that is fair for him and is fair for, for the team as well? Because obviously he understands, too, that if the Dodgers give him a $300 million deal, how are we going to fill out the rest of this roster and give Seager and Bellinger and all these other guys extensions moving forward? And I think Kershaw understands that. And I think he values that because he wants to win. He wants to win World, World Series championships. That's the ultimate goal. You know, I don't, I think, whereas I think a guy like Zach Greinke knew that uh, I don't have many good years left and I'm just going to go after my next contract. Zach Greinke was a gun for hire. Darvish was a gun for hire. I do believe Kershaw values this organization and values winning. And I don't know if there's going to be another team, given what you guys said, his history in October, a $300 million contract or something close to that beyond the Los Angeles Dodgers. I really don't know if that's going to happen.
Ben Ben doesn't like to live his life uh, with a backup plan. He lives his life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I was going to say. I hear you. The one, the only dangerous thing with judging Kershaw only in October is that. You need to get into the playoffs. Yeah, that's so, the thing. So, so you need that consistency and that guy who you know you're yeah. going to hang your head on during the regular season. And what is that of worth? Of course. Yeah, no, I don't think you could put a price on that. So I think – No, you yeah. can't because we all – guys, you guys watch probably enough baseball to know October is a crapshoot. We've yep. seen wild card teams that nobody expected go to the World Series and win it all. You know, we've seen the teams that were favored all year long to win it all. But we all know October is a crapshoot. You could be the best team all year, all of a sudden have a bad week, yep. and then it's over. You know what I mean? So uh, it, it is a crapshoot, and that's what makes it so much fun to watch. You know, I mean, I don't really know if the Dodgers are going to keep Clayton Kershaw long-term or if he's going to seek greener pastures. But I'll tell you this. The Dodgers should give him a contract that locks him up for the remainder of his prime because he's earned it. You know, year after year after year, this guy has been leaned on. Before Dave Roberts uh, was there, uh, you know, Dom Mattingly, and he was going on three days rest with yeah. a bad back and a bad true. elbow, sore arm. And, 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 yeah, he got hurt – or, uh, yeah, he got shelled a few times. I'll never forget the Matt Adams home run. I'll never forget the Matt Carpenter home run. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the fact is, is – there's nobody else that you can really replace them with that's available right now. So uh, that's another great point is who else is walking through that door? And I, I don't see exactly. that replacement out there. Get Bryce Harper. He'll hit uh, enough home runs where you'll win. It doesn't uh, matter. Uh, get out of here with Bryce yeah. Harper. Ben loves you Bryce know what? Harper. Hey, in the words of Rick Pitino, uh, Oral Hershey's is not walking through that door. You know, uh, John Drysdale, Sandy Koufax, they're not walking through that door. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully the uh, Dodgers have started something and, the, and they, uh, they write the ship. Let's move on to the Lakers. Before we let you go, I'm going to start this off with how the heck do we get rid of Lou Deng? Is that possible? <laughs> Can we unload that contract? Uh, well, there's two ways to get rid of him. One is you're going to have to trade him and you're going to have to attach either one of these Young, uh, young key pieces like a Kuzma or or an Ingram or somebody else like that. Maybe even a Josh Hart, uh, and and hope that along with maybe even a draft pick, and uh, you know hope that someone takes the bait, kind of like how they did last year with uh, Timofey uh, Mozgov uh, yep. with D'Angelo Russell getting moved to Brooklyn. Or you got to you basically use a stretch provision, which eliminates his uh, his spot from the roster. So it frees up a roster spot, and you pay out the remaining, I believe it's $36 million he still owed over two years, and now that gets spread across five years. So it's basically dead money, as we know in baseball, where you know, you're basically Oof. paying a guy not to play on your uh, – basically you're paying him not to be on your team. That's all right. So, the, doctor, the Lakers are still paying Byron Scott, I'm sure. <laughs> I'll say, talk about yeah, living the dream. That's living and the Mike dream. Brown, yeah. too, they were probably paying. And D'Antoni. And D'Antoni, yeah. Uh, so I, I only have one Laker question, and <laughs> of course it's going to revolve around the Ball family. You talk about Big Ball, the brand? <laughs> yeah, there he is. Never lost. <laughs> Do you see a world where Magic and the Lakers fall down the rabbit hole of drafting Leangelo – and LaMelo Ball to appease their father. Oh, man. They're in the ball oh, business. My. Oh, my God. Wait, is that a serious question? Do I have to and LiAngelo? How about, how about this? One or the does, other. Does LiAngelo get drafted? Um, You know what? There might be a small market team that decides to take him because of, one, they're desperate for attendance, and – uh, I don't think, I mean, Leangelo, I don't think is, or excuse me, yeah, Leangelo, I think is supposed to be the worst out of the three brothers, yeah. but I'm sure there's a team out there. I mean, he's a second round pick uh, at best. I think he's a middle second. I, yeah, I honestly believe he's, he's probably a guy that gets drafted in the late 30s, early 40s of, of the second round. Um, I haven't seen a lot of Leangelo. He looks like he's got some pretty good size on him, can score a little bit, but I, I don't see him being a special NBA player. I, I, I could see him you know, catching on with a team for a rookie contract and then getting sent down to the G League or something like that. But there, there will probably be a team out there who's willing to take a flyer on him, sure, whether he's got a pain-in-the-ass father or not. I mean, if he doesn't go drafted, do you think the Lakers take him on just to appease? Knowing that they the can send him to the No way. <laughs> no way. They don't owe LeVar nothing. No. And, 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 and honestly, guys, I don't think it'll be long before Alonzo tells his dad, you know what? 
shut the hell up. Or if you are going to talk, don't expect me to go along with everything you say. I'm going to go my own route. I'm going to get my own agent, and I'm going to do things my way. It's wow, Lonzo you think, is smart. You think we're going to see that? I think at some point you got to you got to kind of be your own man. Ben you has been I mean? preaching that yeah. uh, since the beginning. I, I'm yeah. actually on, on. He said those same exact words. Yeah. actually. because if this guy is going to derail Lonzo from his career, and he's doing, that. I mean, Lonzo's got to decide what's more important. And I mean, Lavar is never going to stop being his dad, but I mean, he could definitely tell Lavar like, hey. I'm going to go this route and I'm going to, you know, either you're going to go along with me and go along with my program or you're, you're, I'm going to cut you out completely. So, I mean, that's something he's going to have to decide on his own at some point. I'm not going to get involved in that, but I will say this though. Uh, I don't think the Lakers want any more from the ball show. Although I will say this after LeVar gate, the Lakers really did seem to take off uh, and play well (laughs) uh, after those comments were made about Luke Walton. So, I don't know. Maybe on the on the other on the other hand, playing devil's advocate, may, maybe some more motivation is what this team needs and what Luke needs. If we're going to talk about the Ball family, our follow-up question is going to be: LeBron, should he come or will he come? Well, from what I'm hearing, nobody really knows what LeBron is doing. You know, I don't even think LeBron has made a decision what what he wants to do yet. But I said this from the beginning. I don't imagine the Lakers are going to be super high on his list. I think. He's either going to decide to re-sign in Cleveland, and if he is going to come out west, I mean, uh, uh, you know, Houston, I think remains one of his top options because he is very close with Chris Paul and, and James Harden. Uh, I could see him doing that and forming a mega team. I wouldn't even call it a super team; they yeah, would be a mega team next if level, he were to huh? join up with with them. Oh my God, yeah, that would be crazy. Uh, I could even see him going to Philadelphia, although I don't even know if really if Philadelphia really needs him uh, because they won 52 games without him and. Uh, they, I think they got a good system and a, and a good thing going with Embiid and Simmons, so they may not need a guy like LeBron James. So, I mean, I could definitely see him coming to L.A., but remember, there's a lot of miles on those legs, yep. and LeBron James ain't getting any younger, even though he's playing amazing basketball. In my eyes, he should be the MVP this year, yep. uh, you know, despite the, uh, an incredible season from James Harden as well. But how many years is that good for? And if he comes here, will it be a Steve Nash-type situation where – his body all of a sudden starts breaking down on him. That's another thing you got to consider as well: is how how many how many more years can he keep this type of level up? And if he does come, can he convince Paul George to come with him? So obviously LeBron is choice number one. Paul George is one A. But how 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 um, probable is it that both of them come? I think at this point you may have to settle on just getting a guy like Paul George and say and let LeBron decide where the hell he's going to do. I wouldn't even pursue him. I don't think that's yeah. settling. I Personally, I think that that should be their number one goal is to get Paul George, and I, I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't sign LeBron. That's me, because then you can keep the dang yeah. contract. You don't have to get rid of any of the young kids. You can go into 2019 – restructured Deng's deal, and now you can sign yourself another uh, high-profile free agent uh, the year after. Exactly. You can just get better. Uh, so, and, yeah. and then I also heard rumors that LeBron actually may be traded uh, for Kawhi Leonard and go over to San Antonio. So there's there's still, not only is it yeah. his choice, but now you can also make trades, uh, a sign-and-trade deal, and, and see what you can get. So it may make it more difficult for the Lakers to get him. It, it, no, you're, you're definitely right about that. It, it's it's a tough call all the way, all the way around, and the fact is, is uh, you know, I, I just think about it at pure logic. Is how many years can this guy play at this level? Because it, it's going to take that type of level uh, to, for the Lakers to be just in contention yeah. to challenge a Houston or a Golden State or even you know teams like Utah and Portland who continue to get better year after year. Uh, you know, I would even say a team like um, Minnesota continues to get better as well. And from what I've heard from my sources is, is that Paul George wants to come to Los Angeles yeah. this summer. That he is, you know, and, and, and the way I think about it is this. Paul George had a whole year to, sign, to re-sign with the Oklahoma City Thunder and sign an extension. The fact that he didn't, even though he said, oh, I love Russ and I love this organization and I love this and I love that. Well, if you love it so much, then why didn't you resign? Why didn't you yeah. marry? So there you go. <laughs> that's exactly. that's like management well, saying we love our manager. We're going to stick with him, and then two weeks later they fire him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. No, I mean that's a great point. I mean, so I think Paul George. I think the lure, the allure, and the and the legacy 
and the branding of Los Angeles and playing for his hometown team and, and being part of the lineage of Laker greats like Kobe and Shaq, Kareem, Magic, Worthy, West, Baylor, Chamberlain, Gail Goodrich. I mean, I think it's going to be too much Smush Parker, for him yeah. to want to pass up, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, and Smush Parker, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, right, right. The problem with that plan is it takes patience, and that's something we L.A. fans <laughs> do not have. Ah, oh, Chris, this has been awesome. Why don't we let you uh, plug whatever you got? Let let everybody know how they can find you. Absolutely. Check me out on Twitter, at Chris underscore Camelo. Um, check out my podcast, Camelo's Corner. It's on SoundCloud. Uh, Facebook, Camelo's Corner by Chris Camelo. I'm on Instagram, um, rebelmediagroup.net. Check out all my writing, but... Twitter is probably the best way to reach out to me and um, and and find my stuff. I, I I'm constantly on Twitter. So, um, guys, thank you so much for having me. I, I didn't mean to take up too much more of your time. No, no, well, you've been was great. great. We loved it. Yeah, and we'll definitely have to uh, get together when you can uh, you can come by. Hey, I just have a quick question. Um, oh yeah, what kind of whiskey are you guys drinking? We actually had some Blue Label left over from uh, last week. Uh, so so we have Blue Label going and also Jameson. Whatever Jeff buys, we'll okay. drink it. <laughs> yeah. Wow! Uh, in that case, next time I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a live I'm gonna do a live show with you guys. Oh just, yeah, just perfect. Yeah. The blue label seals the deal. <laughs> uh oh, don't get your hopes up. <laughs> it's all good. Blue label, Jameson. It's all good, man. I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> Looking forward awesome. to it. Awesome, awesome. All right, Chris. Thank you so much. Awesome. We appreciate it. Yeah, well done, Chris. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll talk to you soon. For sure, man. You guys have a good one. Thanks again. He was uh, well-spoken, knows his stuff. Yeah, and I, what I like the most is that him and I actually have a lot of uh, similarities the way we think. Of course, that's I, what you love about him. Yeah, when yeah. he agrees That was, that was my takeaway. That was my least favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> of course that's your takeaway. <laughs> it's not very often that I come across somebody that thinks the same way that I do. And a lot of his points were very similar to what my thoughts and, uh, and visions are of both teams. That's scary. Yeah, and I think the cool thing about, about Chris, he, he's really doing it he's out there he, he's trying to make a name for himself yeah. he has that vision of what he wants to be in sports broadcasting and yes. i think you know we're going to look back and say we got to talk uh to a guy who was on his way up because i think yeah he's he, he's definitely got it and really I, good I wish him the best yeah I'm he was he was great writing and my more congressman so that, tomorrow and more so get him on espn <laughs> and more so that he has press passes and we're kind of still waiting <laughs> oh, for ours come on what's up with that step it up guys <laughs> i still wouldn't be able articles. to leave the house anyway <laughs> These are facts. All right, uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick moment here to talk about our favorite bar. They're in Seal Beach, O'Malley's on Main. We've been talking about them the last few weeks. They're the real deal. They, oh yeah, they are the real deal. <laughs> ben, they, they are don't the, have a oh, they've been around more than two years. In front yeah. of Staples, they but, don't, uh, but they are the real deal. Yeah, so they ben, should. Ben's gone. <laughs> last week we read a, a riveting Yelp review. I mean, it was. There's glowing. no way that was real. So it's not just us that's singing their praises. <laughs> it was real, I swear. <laughs> it was too good Go to be to true. To I kept that. getting better and Look better. Look up O'Malley's on Main. <laughs> Read the first review. It's the first review, and it's awesome. as it should be. As it should be. They got a great happy hour every week. You can do breakfast on the weekends. Um, they play all the games there. I feel like every game you could want breakfast, to watch. a game, yeah, a bar. Well, yeah. What's not to like? Absolutely, and, and they got great woodwork and live. A, yeah, and a, <laughs> That's why and I go. I go a for real the nice garden, almost tropical. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, live music Wednesday nights, Wednesday through Saturday at nine p.m. Live music. Oh, and pub quiz every Thursday. Oh, that's oh, what I'm talking about. I have not joined in then. for that, but I feel like I, I think would. we should go for that. We should go for that. I'm out. We'll get it together. <laughs> I'll go just to have shepherd's pie and drink a Jameson, but I will not play that game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. O'Malley's on Main. Check them out. Great spot if you're uh, in the Seal Beach area. And even if you're not in the Seal Beach area, Make get yourself to the Seal Beach area and go to O'Malley's. I think their tagline should be O'Malley's. Ben will even go there on trivia night. That's how Because <laughs> <laughs> they're the real deal. <laughs> I love it. All right. At this moment, as we record, the Kings are about running out of time to score one more goal. Oh, yeah. It's it's about time. To For end. those of you playing the home game, that means the Blue Label bottle is out. <laughs> and we, we are pouring one out yeah. for the Los Angeles Kings. Yeah. Looks like their season is officially over. over. There it is. Oh, uh, well... 
We've yeah. all we've all been there. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not I'm we've not a quote unquote Kings fan, but it it hurts to see if you're a fan of any team, it, it hurts to see you get swept. Sure. By and an expansion team? That that hurts see, even that's more. That's what makes it hurt. Here's why yeah, I, I look is, at it a little differently and and the Kings Realm Pod to their credit, I think mentioned this a little bit. Uh the Vegas Knights aren't made up of, you know, you want to say, oh, they're made up of a, a bunch of castaways, but not really. I think they're made of like second tier guys. So when you have a team, you have like your top guys, your middle guys, and then your your bottom dwellers. They're all middle guys. So I think that actually suits to their favor because there's not necessarily a weak link. They're all kind of on the same level. And I think that's what makes them good is certain guys have stepped up and then they don't really have a big drop off. So I think that that's why the Golden Knights have been so good. And, and and we knew the way the Kings have been up and down that this was going to be a struggle in the playoffs. I don't think anyone looking at the way the Kings play this year said, oh, we're definitely going to make a run to get the cup. They hoped that they would kick things on. But but it just it just when you play against good competition and that's what they ran into, uh, the, this was bound to happen. So it's almost – I don't want to say it's a good thing to get swept because you do, you do not want to Never, get swept. Yeah. Uh, and especially not win a game for pride at home. Uh, but I think it's almost – the blessing in disguise is it puts you out of your misery, doesn't put your hopes up, and you think maybe they can get it done <laughs> because I don't think that they had the ability to get it done this season. That's that's flimsy at best, but we'll take it. <laughs> You're it welcome, Kings never, fans. <laughs> never good, never good to get swept. Oh, and it always hurts. It'll be an interesting listen to the Kings realm this oh, week. I am yes. looking forward to that. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. A little yeah. truth serum. Bring on the hate couch over there. Yeah, well, you know what? Good on them. They at least made the postseason. And and there was times during this season where you're that like, oh, there's shaky. no way this team's going to do anything. I mean, I guess I guess the Lakers can you know hope to get swept out of a playoff sometime soon, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that's what I'm Great saying. way to look at it. We exactly. would have been happy with a, a Lakers postseason yes. yeah. sweep oh, loss. Yeah. I would have. We would have been very happy with that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so do listen to the Kings realm. I'm sure they'll be posting a show and uh, giving a season recap and, and if you haven't listened to one of on their shows this, this is, is a must this listen. is the one to listen to yeah because oh. <laughs> you, you can't it'll be interesting to see how they put rainbows and butterflies on this i don't think they i will. don't think you can yeah i i think they might find a way at any rate we can hope that they give uh, more crap to ben who if you haven't listened <laughs> to their most recent episode you should where they call out ben ben how many stars would you give our show Ours? Yeah, if you gave it a review. <laughs> uh oh. This show in particular, we're so far we're rating it about a two. Normally <laughs> normally I would give us a three and a half. A three and a half? Yeah. Oh. I think we could do better. And I I, I myself included. Wait, he, he's that teacher I don't give A's. Yeah. There's oh, always yeah. room for improvement. No <laughs> one's ever, no one's perfect. The only one that gets a five is my Uber driver. <laughs> <laughs> Because they affect your rating. That's right. <laughs> oh, Ben. Just for that, we're turning this over to the galaxy. Oh, oh galaxy. Penalty on you. Oh, I love that you guys are trained. That's good. Yeah. Are you Hammer, ready? you're back. We missed good you to last be week. I know. I know. And exciting news because uh, I hear Zlatan did something. Zlatan. <laughs> of course he does Zlatan yeah, things. Did, he did Zlatan things. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, last week, the the Galaxy actually had a home game and they lost. So I'm not going to do two updates. But basically, we learned that Zlatan could not be the savior at all times. And I think that's kind of why I asked that question about Shohei Otani. Is being let down is kind of a good thing because you say, okay, we can't rely on this every time. So this weekend, Zlatan got his first ever start for the LA Galaxy. He started the game. He's been playing kind of a super sub role. Uh, and now he started the game. And and this was a little bit surprising because it was on the road. It was an away game in Chicago. And the wind was just out of control. I think they said it was... Uh, about 25 miles per hour winds. Uh, so it, it was going to be a rough game, 39 degrees. So it, it was going to be a really rough game for the Galaxy to travel to Chicago and to try to get a result. So Zlatan gets his start, and they elect to move in the direction of the wind, and the Galaxy basically dominates the entire first half but they have nothing to show for it. They look like they score a couple goals, but we learned about video replay. They got one of those goals overturned. Another one was an offside call. So we got our hopes up, thought, hey, we're making some pressure. We could do something, but it looked like we couldn't get it done. Then the end of the first half rolls around. An injury time before the first half is over. 
a ball comes in across, and of course, <laughs> six foot five Zlatan Ibrahimovic is there to save us and send us home with a goal. So he scored in the end of the first half. The second half is the, that when our text thread blew oh, up absolutely. with you sending Zlatan, Zlatan gifts. Oh, and, I've got them all saved. Zlatan chance. And, oh. <laughs> if if I you knew thought something happened, if you thought I was obnoxious, wait till he starts actually performing, and now he's been performing. <laughs> Yeah, so so he scores, puts the Galaxy up 1-0. Uh, the second half, Chicago goes facing with the wind in their direction. The Chicago what? Ben? The Chicago... Blackhawks. Oh, fire. Oh, the Chicago not... fire. I know. I, I, oh, the fire. I, I knew it was the hockey team. I didn't know the soccer name. <laughs> to be fair, we don't play Chicago much because, yeah. you know, being an, on the opposite conference. But... Um, but they, they were able to withstand Chicago pressing. Zlatan had a couple other chances as well, but basically um, they were able to prevent Chicago from scoring and they get an away win. So I think that's, a, you know, they get three points on the road. You can't ask for anything else. I don't know that anyone could complain about traveling to the road and terrible weather conditions and coming away with a win and then Zlatan saving the day. I mean, it's just he keeps on giving. I mean, the guy, he, he gives great quotes after the game. He's like he, the Jelly of the Month oh, Club. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, va- the Christmas vacation. The whole year. <laughs> so, so basically, it's, a, it's just he keeps delivering. He gives great quotes after the game. He seems to be getting along really well with the team. He's happy to be here. He wants to win. He even tweeted after the game that he's likely to play in the World Cup. Uh, that's something that you know, was doubtful because of his injury and he hadn't been playing, getting regular minutes. And so now that he's been performing, it looks like he might be going to the world cup for Sweden. So this is just an exciting time to be a galaxy fan, to be in Los Angeles. Wait, Wouldn't you be upset as a galaxy fan that you're going to lose him for two weeks? And this is where it's a good thing. We didn't know we were, or I didn't know we were getting Zlatan. So this is like, it's all icing on the cake. So now if Zlatan goes away for the world cup, there is a league break. So the, so they're going to get a two-week break, so there won't be any uh, MLS games during that time. They still might miss him if, if his teams advance, and of course with travel and games before that, they are going to miss him for some of those games. But at the same time, the team was constructed to do well without Zlatan. So I think when you, he goes away, the team should continue to perform, or this should be the team that we thought they were going to be before he arrived. So I think this it will be able a chance for other people to get minutes and they should be able to still do well even when he's gone. When do you when do your designated players get back? Cuz I know that when you guys played the Look LAFC at Look at this ben guy. really does pay attention. <laughs> none You're of them none of them played. Here, so yes. I like sports. Ben loves <laughs> I like sports. Say it. You love soccer. I don't love soccer. <laughs> I like it. sports and love it. and I you love Eric. I love Eric and so I listen to what he says. <laughs> All right, get a room. All right. So <laughs> stop holding hands. Designated players. Roman Alessandrini was back he played in oh, this game. Okay. Uh, so he 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 still was coming off injury from the last game. Uh, and so he did well. He was upset actually to come off the field. But you you see that fire. You see that he's getting his form back. Jonathan Dos Santos played in this game. He's back from his injury. So that's two out of three. The missing person is Giovanni Dos Santos. And frankly, it's actually kind of a good thing. Because he's the one who is questionable at best, and the fact that he's been gone has given the the team chance a chance to gel and a chance to shine. So the scary thing is he's actually been he's going to been practicing this week. So this weekend they play Atlanta United, the expansion team from last season who beat the crap out of them when they went to Atlanta last year. They beat now, the crap out of LAFC too. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five zero. Well, look oh, at wow. you guys. I'm paying attention. Wow. So- <laughs> who said soccer wasn't going to make it in Los Angeles or in America? So um, they're coming to town. They're bringing a lot of talent, and Giovanni looks to be healthy, maybe coming off the bench or doing something, and the team's been doing well without him. So it's going to be interesting to see how he fits in the lineup. And if Zlatan starts, if he comes off the bench uh, against a talented team, this is going to be a must-watch game this Saturday versus Atlanta United. And that's that's the, the beautiful thing about this and why I'm, I've got a full Zlatan... Uh, okay, I'll just leave it alone there. Just, uh, imagine... <laughs> Imagine I took half a Cialis every time I say Zlatan. <laughs> that's how I'm feeling about this. But that's why he, he's must-watch TV. That's so inappropriate. <laughs> every time he's on, it's must-watch TV because he's going to do something special. He's going to make things happen when he's on the field. All right, one last it's question. Just, I'm so happy about when this. When you have a star like <laughs> LeBron James, or in this case Zlatan Ibrahimovic, does Ziggy Smith actually have to coach, or does he just stand there and just allow him to be Zlatan? I think you have to put him 
in the right position. And it's, it's pretty simple because you're not going to play him at defense. You're not going to play him in midfield. You're going to put him up front and let him do what he does. So there's not tons of coaching. You're going to kind of let him do his thing. Uh, but at the same time, you need to manage his minutes. You need to take into consideration the players that you put around him. So th- there's thought that needs to go into it. But as far as coaching is lots on himself, you don't need to do that. You just put him in position and say, go out there and, and rescue us and be our savior. Be what you need it. Do what you, we, <laughs> do you need you. to do. Yeah. So now it, Ben is thinking he can uh, direct uh, Titanic. Now he can probably <laughs> he could coach, coach the galaxy. LA galaxy. Yeah. Like, not so fast. Not so fast. <laughs> I, I could not coach uh, the LA Galaxy. <laughs> so I could coach the Cleveland Cavaliers, though. <laughs> <laughs> when Zlatan came over, we had to pay his former team money, right? No. Didn't the Galaxy have to pay his team? Oh, no, nothing. Oh, for really? Free. That was show. Well, isn't that free. a thing, though? You do. Yeah, normally the way it works in in most European clubs is you pay a fee to get a player. So they don't do tons of trades. Okay. So what you do is you pay money and say, we're paying you $25 and you'll send us a player, and then we pay you your salary on top of that. Okay, so then the same thing is true in podcasting. So Josh Guessman, (laughs) if you're taking Hammer for another guest spot, uh, (laughs) we need to see some uh, some. Payment or whatever we call that. Hey, he's that selling feed. shirts. He's selling scarves. I'm sure he's yeah. got the cash we need, to throw we need around. A little piece of that. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if you're listening, I'll be on Quarter of the Galaxy this week. <laughs> Live show on Thursday. I love that our show's PM. just been a, an commercial for everyone else to promote their podcasts. <laughs> hey, that's what we do. We play facilitator. We're the Siggy Schmidt of podcasts. Yes. If yes. we wrote an article, I'm sure we could go on other podcasts and get other listeners. <laughs> yes, that's right. Oh, hey, I plug ben, you want to write that article? <laughs> I have it in my head. I just need to put it on paper. <laughs> That's, That's the problem. It doesn't need to go to on be. paper. It needs to go on the website. Scary place to be. All right, real quick. Uh, Vic's not here. Any uh, Anything on his beloved LAFC? LAFC, they're back. They got a win on okay. the road. So LAFC's back on track. Both LA teams are doing good. All right. There's going to be a new GISFC. Guys in Shorts FC soccer show this week. Yes. We'll, we'll dive deep into it. But basically, both LA teams are doing well, which is good for our city. Awesome. Nice. Good to hear it. For the rest of your soccer news, yeah. Go to Guys in Shorts FC for the rest of your hockey news. You go to the King's Realm. And that's it for us. We're Guys in Shorts. Follow us on Twitter at Guys in Shorts LA and on Instagram at Guys in Shorts Sports. You can also find us on Facebook and Reddit. Our website is guysandshorts.com. We got the store up there. Our voicemail, if you'd like to leave one for us, 562-450-3356. And please spread the word, share us, review us on Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe there. Five stars, just like our friend who reviewed O'Malley's on Main (laughs) on Yelp. If you leave a review like that... I, we oh, will read it. We'll read it. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And if you leave a do voicemail, online review we need to, theater. We need to do something special for the someone who leaves a voicemail as well. We need we need some more voicemails. We on do this. need some more some voice- good content. Come on, people, step it you up. Can ask a question. He'll personally shout you out. Yeah, you can tell me why. Ben. Yeah, tell me why I'm great. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Or, or that. Ben, yeah. Or that. Ben and uh, Ben and Hammer are losing weight, and they're looking pretty good. Yeah. And and there's. I got two abs again. I'll tell you what. You thought Ben's ego was was rough when he was carrying a few extra pounds. When he loses the weight, that ego just oh. soars. That's oh, what it really shines. Are you saying I've created a monster? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> we're getting in speedo speedo condition here. We're, we're going to be good to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. You show up in a speedo. I'm going to look like Magic Mike by your bachelor party. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll be the other guy. <laughs> oh, for Darren Besa, Ben Garcia, and Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, I'm Jeff Wilson. We'll see you guys next week. Ah! 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 Ah!